0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Welcome to Four Year Benefit presented by NITP, the federal leader in retirement planning seminars sponsored by WEPA. Join NITP for an hour of plain talk on planning your future. You've got questions, they've got answers. Good morning and welcome to the October 24th 2022 for your benefit radio show. My name is Bob Lines and together with co host Tammy Flanagan Senior Benefit Director of NITP GovExec columnist um, and dear friend for many years. Good morning, Tammy
0: and lover of open season. Thanks thanks for having me, Bob.
1: <laughs> always a pleasure. And of course, always a pleasure to be with Paula Jacob. Paula is a CEO of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. Did I say that right?
2: You did. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, good morning. It's been about a year, hasn't it?
2: <laughs> it's uh, It's been a few months, yes. Very, very excited to be here. Thanks for the invitation to return.
1: Well, always a pleasure. And um, I, I basically sign off from here on. And Tammy, it's it's the Paula and Tammy show. So, so what's the latest and greatest, Paula? All
2: right. Well, thank you very much again for, for having us. i always happy when open season comes around with exciting, hopefully new and exciting changes. I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes talking about the impact of COVID on the healthcare industry and the FEHB particularly. You know in march of 2020 it seemed like the world stopped right and we had to change the way we live and it was the worst thing that ever happened to us probably but in fact it's not necessary. we've been around this this block before when you look at a little bit of history pandemics are not new to us i mean the spanish flu hit in 1919 but more recently if you remember back in 1981 hiv aids when that first came on the, the spectrum, that was considered a pandemic as well. And as recently as 2010, many of us will remember the swine flu, which was considered a pi- pandemic, killed 200,000 people. Um, but all these pandemics do have a something to do, a impact on healthcare. The cough, this in particular, I mean, the cost of testing and the cost of vaccines, and even now the over-the-counter tests are available It is amazing how quickly that they've been able to come up with testing and vaccines and and treatment for this pandemic. But the cost of care continues now and will continue into the future. You're talking about long COVID, and it is a real thing. And people will be facing that for probably several years to come, not to mention mental health that could be deemed as the next pandemic and delayed care, this is hitting everybody as you will see in your 2023 premiums where um, the the results of delayed care, people are coming back and getting their care that they needed in 2020 and 2021. So medical trends and loss ratio is high. So you can expect an increase for open season in your 2023 premium. Inflation is high, It's it's hovering over 8% now. OPM has announced that the average enrollee premium increase for 2023 is going to be 8.7%. And of course that is the largest in the last decade. And I know that they fought really hard to keep it at that level considering what the medical trend is and will be for the next couple of years. So while it, it seems like a lot, I'd like to commend OPM for working with all of us to keep those rates down.
0: Yeah, Paul, I wanted to emphasize a couple of things that you said about COVID because I know most of us are kind of happy to put it in the rear view men- window and say goodbye, COVID. But I know a lot of people are still suffering, like you said, with long COVID. Um, there's still diagnoses, there's still the aftermath of COVID. And I think one of the important things that may have influenced these increases in premiums is the fact that during COVID, nobody left their house. You know, it was all telemed, if anything. And now we're going back out. We're getting that knee replacement that we put off. We're getting those elective surgeries that maybe not elective, but you know, things that we could live with during that time. That's now coming to the forefront. So it's probably shouldn't be that big of a surprise to see that these rates are going up. Do you do you think that? Well, that that's, that's part, a, a part, big part of it.
2: Of it? Uh, that's part of it is the, the delayed care. But what the plans are finding is, it while something like a knee replacement may be serious of course i've been through it so mm-hmm. i can tell you the pain is there and it is serious oh, yeah. but what the plans are finding is that the delayed care when it comes to things like cancer diabetes mm-hmm. and we're seeing that people are presenting not just with cancer in stage one and stage two but in many cases stage three and four which is very hard and more expensive mm-hmm. to treat yeah. and people who um, weren't diagnosed with di- diabetes in 2020 and 21, and now are diagnosed with it. And that is a very expensive chronic condition. Yeah. So we may be done with COVID, but COVID is not done with us. And you'll yeah. see this manifested in so many different aspects in healthcare. That's
0: yeah, I've always heard that um, two of the big things that really drive the cost of health insurance is prescription drugs and inpatient care. So I think those are also factors in this increase because we are, you know, with treating these types of illnesses, we are using more prescription drugs. Cancer drugs in particular are very expensive because they're infused or injected. And so we call those what specialty drugs?
2: We call them specialty drugs. And um, and, and the average specialty drug costs about 20 grand. <laughs> so wow. yes, that's yeah, that's not for the patient it's great to be a fed that's actually for the health plan but in addition to that what well, you're there and i I think tammy you and i talked a little bit about this last year and maybe the year before the upcoming gene therapies and cellular th- therapies and this is no longer an idea these drugs are coming on m- market they're being approved and they are fantastic drugs
3: mm-hmm are these the drugs of, in many things? cases
2: two million dollars wow and wow. that's good and sometimes it's one and done which is great but when you are looking at what is coming down the pike in 2023 and even 2024 you can expect things um, for the treatment of hemophilia and uh, even prostate cancer and these are not one and done drugs these are drugs that are going to cost on average 300 grand a year so the the tsunami if you will is coming while it's great it's going to cost and all the plans are trying to prepare working with the manufacturers and to to bring those costs down and to make sure that there it is a good standard of care and there is good outcomes right so we're still
0: Yeah, we're still about three weeks away from open season. It starts November 14th this year. However, I don't think it's too early to start shopping around, to start comparing, to start reviewing what you had last year and what expenses you paid out of pocket and start looking because the premiums are out. Most of the websites, including yours, have updates for 2023 on there. So this is the time to really get into it before we get into the thick of it, before things get really busy. Um, Paula, what are some of the, I know every year OPM puts out something called a call letter, and I guess that goes out to all the insurance plans, and that kind of gives the initiative of what OPM really wants the plans to focus on, so what were some of those big initiatives and how did you incorporate those this year?
2: So, uh, yes, um, the, the call letter goes out and the, all the plans work throughout the year with OPM to see what we can do to really meet those initiatives. OPM had a few in- initiatives this year. One of them was health equity around primarily maternity care, which is really great. And many of, of the plans have rise to that, uh, to, to that occasion and even offering things like home visiting programs and doula coverage now yeah. to really and, and I, I think that's really great. Um, some of the and another thing big thing for OPM's initiative was gender affirming care and th- this has been around for, for for several years but they really are encouraging carriers to continue and expand their efforts to better connect with their me- members who who are seeking that type of care. It should be comprehensive, and it should also include preventive services appropriate with that individual's circumstances. They also want us to use a care coordinator to help that patient, no matter what stage in gender-affirming care they they are, to seek the, the right services at the right time. Yeah, and I then think, of course, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I was Go I was ahead, just gonna
0: make a comment about mental health because when you're talking about gender-affirming care, when you even talking about COVID in maternity care with postpartum depression, it seems like there's not only a physical uh, link to health care, but there's a mental health component that's just as important that can be just as need of treatment. But a lot of people don't understand is there a similarity in the coverage for your insurance between mental health and physical health—like, uh, are the are—is mental health care covered as generously as uh, visiting the doctor, for example, when you visit a psychotherapist?
2: Absolutely. Well, um, and it's not just my plan, Tammy. It's throughout the entire FEHB, and it is as a, a result. This has been around for a very, very long time, and and it is part. It is a result of the Mental Health Parity Act that was became in fact i think it's 96 maybe it's 90 1994 i'm i'm aging myself i i know but <laughs> it is actually and, and this is really across the board plans back in the old days you know they could they did have different levels of services and, and benefits no more so we are all the plans are required to have the same benefit levels for both physical health and mental health and mental health and mental wellness is really a big initiative not just for OPM, but in particular for the foreign service benefit plan and our theme last year was actually mental wellness leads to physical health better physical health and this year what we've done is really combine the two and we're looking at how do we support that individual person with their physical health because that also leads to better mental wellness. And we're look, we're taking a holistic view of that patient. And I think OPM is encouraging all the plans to to that. And quite frankly, I think that we all should.
0: Yeah, because I definitely believe there is a link between the two. And I think that's good that it's interrelated and we're starting to address that as well. Um, and, and I guess it can't go without saying that another crisis in our country is substance use disorders. Which uh, has both a physical health component and a mental health component is that also being addressed by OPM this year?
2: It is one of their major initiatives. When you are looking at over a hundred thousand people died from drug overdoses over the last twelve months, it is really, really scary. I'm and a pandemic. Uh, and this is nothing new. When no. you and back in, I think for the last five years, OPM has really done a push for how do we support these people with substance use issues mm-hmm. and um, whether it be counseling or the the medications that, that they're taking or um, the emergency things that that can help save lives. So all the plans, not just us, but all the plans have, I believe, very robust services around substance use
0: benefits that's that's uh, very important how
1: how does anybody know to contact the plan or how what you know we're talking about this The audience listens to it but um the outreach i would guess isn't 100 percent that people understand the the thing the opportunities that they have
2: so bob all plans will send out the what they call an open season member packet whether it be by mail or by by email depending on what the member chooses and they there's a, a summary of benefits and we we all will have that and available to the member and the member really should do like tammy said shop around even if you're happy with your health plan and i say this because i, I a lot of of my members kind of look at me funny when i say this but We're happy that you're happy with with us, but you deserve, you owe it to yourself to really look around. And if you are looking for a specific benefit, contact your health plan. The phone number is there. They have, all of the plans now have very robust websites that a lot of our members prefer. And many of them have a whole open season pages that will, will talk about what is new for next year. So, that's the advice I would give to anybody who is looking at either comparing plants. not to mention, OPM has a fantastic website that that um it, they are they continue to develop and improve for open season and that you oh. can actually compare plans. We've got um, some... now it, go, go ahead. Tim. I was just going to
0: say we have a lot lot more exciting things to talk about because i I'm looking through this sheet, and I know our listeners are going to love hearing some of this, but I think Andrew said it's time for a break, right, Bob?
1: It's, it's perfect. So the good folks at WAIPA, sponsors of the show, let's listen what they can do for the listeners.
3: You've heard about the wage gap, but do you know about the coverage gap? Studies show that only 47% of women have life insurance compared to 58% of men. Plus, women carry less coverage on average. Female civilian federal employees, do you need life insurance? Visit WAEPA.org today. WEPA's online tools can show you how much coverage to consider. WEPA, offering group term life insurance for feds, by feds. Visit WAEPA.org today for more.
1: WEPA, for feds, by feds. Welcome back to today's For Your Benefit radio show. We're here with Paula Jacobs, CEO at the American Foreign Service Protective Association and Tammy Flanagan. Tammy Flanagan's name precedes precedes a lot of people's knowledge, thanks to Tammy and her articles and uh, we do seminars together and the like. Anyway, spotlight on Paula.
0: Yeah, I was, we had left off with the OPM initiatives and Paula was telling us about some of the things, but I think one of the most exciting things for those who are in need of this is ART. And I don't know what that means because I'm beyond that age, but tell us about ART, Paula.
2: Oh, so for, so ART is assisted reproductive technology oh. like the IVF and things. And for years, I mean, the plants have, have currently covered diagnosis and very little treatment, not a, a, a whole lot. Um, for the very, very first time in forever, and I've been around for 35 years, OPM has actually a, a started allowed carriers to add this as a benefit where we can actually provide benefits for the treatment of our, our, of ART, including um, IVF, things like, like that, and I mean, when it's sometimes it's difficult to start a family and all the help we can give so they are not required opm did not require carriers to actually provide a benefit but they did want carriers to try to negotiate discounted rates Mm -hmm. the foreign service benefit plan is very very excited to be be one of the first among what I hope will be many who are jumping on on this in service to the member. And we will be offering a limited benefit for infertility in 2023. I'm very excited about this. It is a limited benefit, but I believe it is a good start and well-deserved by the employees who need this service.
0: One of the things I learned from knowing you, Paula, is that the Foreign Service Benefit Plan is not limited to State Department employees. Could you help us understand like other employees that work at different agencies, who's eligible to enroll? Because this is a restricted plan, but it has opened yes. up quite a bit.
2: I'm happy to do that, Tammy. Uh, we are a closed plan as in, there's just a few of us left. And in order to, become, to have the Foreign Service Benefit Plan, you must be a direct hire employee of the Department of State, whether it's Foreign Service, Civil Service, or or Civil Service. All employees of the Department of Defense, Homeland that's Security. A, that's a big group. Both <laughs> of yes. those are huge groups. <laughs> yes, USAID, Foreign Commercial and Foreign Agricultural Service, CIA, NSA, and other intelligence organizations. And really, any executive branch, civilian employee who is assigned overseas or to the U.S. possessions and territories or direct hired domestic employees who are assigned to support those overseas activities. And when you go overseas, you're virtually under the auspices of the American ambassador at the embassy or or the consulate. Any of them, whether... they can can take the, the plan. And when they come back to the states, they can keep the plan. Once you're a member, you are always a, a member. And so what about our,
0: in retirement? Can you keep it as a retiree if you left one of the other agencies?
2: So as a closed plan, we have certain rules. One of them is that, yes, you. the answer to Tammy is yes, you can keep the Foreign Service Benefit Plan as long as you have had it at some point in time during your active employment. And you can keep it, you can come back to it if you decide to to change and then at a later time decide to return back to the Foreign Service Benefit Plan. You just must have had it as an active employee at some point in time.
0: That's great. But They yeah, do not take away your don't open know season that. rights. That's, that's wonderful. So we are
2: happy to welcome all of those members.
0: That's a lot. That's a, that's a huge population. So let's change gears a little bit and focus on something known as personal support. So this goes beyond the medically necessary care. This is some other, I'll call them perks, that some of the plans (laughs) offer that give you uh, sometimes a perk in return for a little bit of work on your part, right? So what are some of these personal support things that, that we can take advantage
2: of? Well, all of the plans really are focusing on that personal support. And it is, you know, you need to understand the programs and services that are available to to you. And there are tons out there that you've already paid for in your, your premium. So it's usually no extra charge. Things like um, treatment in a virtual setting. Um, if you have high blood pressure or di- diabetes, many of the plans have systems like Livongo that will, it's a cellular based thing. So it can help you manage that condition. We have that and we also have things, what we found like for a, a example of when COVID was so big and people were sitting in their offices at home as opposed to walking around, a lot of musculoskeletal issues. Mm-hmm. So we have actually a home, an in-home exercise and physical therapy program that is really fabulous and participants report actually a 50% reduction in, in pain and uh, actually a decrease in surgery intent, which is not only definitely, of course, good for the member, but it's good for the plan's bottom line. But we want to work, the plans have really tried to work together with that particular enrollee or subscriber in their own wellness, whether it be taking your health risk assessment or getting your flu shot Mm -hmm. or your mammogram or something like that. Um, and you get and you get money in your wellness incentive account Are that the, can be used for deductibles and and medication co pays. So it's like it's money in the bank.
0: Right. How do people sense. take advantage of that? Is it on the website or do they get it a is mail on in? the
2: plans website? And it's a wellness. It, it, and all of the plans have these on on their wellness incentives on their website. You can look under your brochure in section five H. All the plan, you know, we all have standard brochures and all mm-hmm. of those those extra support services could be found in section five H. And I encourage everybody to take advantage. Like again, you you get paid for it. <laughs> it's right. money in your bank account and, and it rolls over. So if you don't use that incentive for your deductibles, the co pays. Or even the, some of the over-the-counter meds, things you can carry it over to the next year. That's that's right. and For think, our yeah, plan, all... yeah. For our plan, example, you can get you can actually earn up to four hundred dollars. Wow. For other plans, it's do it. either lower <laughs> or more, but you have to do it.
0: You have to do it. <laughs> you
2: have to do it, and you have to follow um, the information to get mm-hmm. credit for that. Some of it comes through claims. But I you know, look at it like getting your rebate, filed.
0: you know, if you buy an appliance, you have to get the serial number, you have right. to send the get form. It to us. So it's the same thing here. It's like, right. you, it's free money, but you have to work a little bit for it and it's going to yes. benefit you in the long run, both financially as well as uh, better health. Absolutely. I know, um, you know, during open season people can choose dental and vision supplemental plans. And some of the health plans do have, Limited dental coverage, and maybe even some of them have some vision coverage as well. So, I always tell people, you know, look at your health plan first. You know, once you've chosen which health plan you're going to go with, then take a look at the vision benefit, at the dental benefit, which some of them have both, some of them have one or the other. So, take a look at that. And then, if it's not adequate, because, you know, if I know at my age, I'm starting to need crowns and I'm waiting for my first root canal. <laughs> So and these things aren't cheap, you know, they could run $1,000 if not $2,000. So it's good if you need that type of service or even if it's just preventative care to prevent that from happening to have coverage for these expenses. So do you have any comments on the open season and the FedVip program or benefits as where we go to get those plans?
2: Absolutely. Um, some exciting news have come ha- has come out of the FedVip for next year. Um, there's not a lot of changes but some of the changes are pretty exciting. For example, under the dental plans, the same number of plans, um national and regional, but for 2023, the average plan increase is less than half less than a quarter of a percent.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Point almost nothing. Most of them stayed percent. close.
2: But the most exciting news is that the waiting periods for orthodontic services have been removed. For all, From all of the dental plans under oh, that's the F, big uh, news. under the yes, absolutely, and the b- majority of the federal car- carriers actually provide what they call teledentistry services. <laughs> Tell us what now, that can't, means, Tammy, no. it's not going to help you with that root canal, right? But
0: <laughs> I would love to have my root canal done tele
2: telephonically. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. And now under the the vision plan, it's still to uh, t- about ten plans. There, they actually decreased by almost half a percent, which is 0.41%. Those reimbursements are based on a fee schedule. You really have to be careful about overseas those on both of these, because while you do get benefits, it would it may very well be at an out of network or lower per, percentage. So you really have to look at that. And what I tell people also is yes, your federal health plans have very limited dental thus, you look at the FedVIP. But many people don't really even need that. Mm-hmm. So many of the plans have what they call discount programs. And I encourage mm-hmm. people, I call those discount programs the what-if pro- programs. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I need a, an occasional filling, but I don't want to pay mm-hmm. for the every month. premium every month. These discount programs are much less expensive, cost e- effective. And they may want to look at that. I'm not saying anything against the FEDVIP program. I think it's a, a great program, mm-hmm. but people, especially in this arena, dental and vision should do the math because yeah, there and- are programs out there that might benefit them better. And let's not forget hearing aids.
0: Yes, Yeah. Okay. And Medicare doesn't cover hearing aids, folks. <laughs>
2: so if, if I may, I just want to take a couple of minutes to talk about hear, hearing aids, because if you've sure. turned on your TV, in the past month you have heard about these over-the-counter hearing aids Mm. right and you need to look at your individual health plan to see how and if they cover these and for example if they may require a doctor's prescription um some of them may some some of them don't your fehb many of the plans have pretty generous hearing aid services benefits and you need to see how they work Mm -hmm. and some of the plans actually have hearing aid discount programs that can be tacked in on to your federal employees health benefits plan so you may get a big bang for your buck there and you need to decide if you have that much money do you really want that over the counter or do you want to go to the audiologist and really get mm-hmm. the really upgraded good hearing aids?
0: The ones that were made Not, specifically for yes. you. Yeah.
2: Not to be confused with with um, the things that are, are just the, um, they increase the, the sound. Mm-hmm. Just amplification. So be very careful about that.
0: Right. And Paula, I know your plan in particular is a good one if you're going to be traveling or more importantly living overseas, whether you're working overseas or you're relocating as a retiree. Could you talk just a little bit, I know I'm not supposed to go off your your list of questions, but I know you're one that can really help us here, because I get questions from people who are moving overseas in retirement or they want to go live in Costa Rica or Mexico, And they say well i don't even need fehb because they have free health care in that country so would you ever recommend somebody dropping their federal health plan because they're going to relocate overseas
2: i would never recommend anybody (laughs) regardless of where they are to dropping their their retiree health benefits because once if you drop it if you cancel it you will never be able to get it back and i also would be very cautious about counting on somebody else some other country's medical pro- programs not saying anything against another country's healthcare system mm-hmm. but you need to pay pay very close attention to what their rules are about being a citizen or non-citizen and what happens if you leave that country
0: right Right, So, and also your federal plans do work overseas, especially your plan. I know you don't have to get the bills translated, you don't have to get the currency converted. So it's fairly simple to submit a claim, right?
2: Well, it's very simple and we are the Foreign Service Benefit Plan and we've been (laughs) doing this for many, many years. We are, I think that we really do understand that when you're in their country, their, their rules apply and we do have very flexible benefits. But, Cami, all fee-for-service plans will pay for overseas care. Emergency care. All fee-for-service plans will pay for overseas care. I don't care whether it's us, Blue Cross, GEHA, if you have a fee-for-service plan, one of the great things about being able to keep it when Mm -hmm. you're a FED, a retiree, is that the benefits don't change. So remember that. So if your fee-for-service plan pays for your overseas care as an active employee. It is going to pay for your overseas care as a retiree. As a retiree. I would like to tell you we're special in that regard, but we're not.
0: Right, that's good. So you do have to watch with an HMO, may not be your best choice. If it's a regional US HMO, they'll still do emergency if you fall, slip and fall overseas, but
2: not you so much. You have to be careful with that too, because mm-hmm their definition of emergency and that is usually just to stabilize yes. so many of the HMOs might pay for that treatment to stabilize you but they expect you to come back right. so be yeah so i would i never recommend an HMO overseas
0: right do, do the plans pay and even, including the foreign service plan let's say i'm just traveling overseas and i come down with a horrible illness and it's going to take me a long time to recover would they pay to have me transported back to the US or is that something I would have to pay out of pocket if I need let's say you know I have to be hooked up to an IV and have a nurse with me uh, that that's not covered is it
2: Well it just depends you know I mean yeah. it, you know because we do pay for air ambulance and we you, and with the foreign and many and all the plans will will pay for, for air ambulance it just mm-hmm. depends on what they consider an emergency and Mm -hmm. not and that is a clinical decision so I really can't talk on that I mean we work very closely with our embassies of course and the the medical the healthy units in our in our embassies and when they say that they need to be transferred then that's on on us of of course but Mm -hmm. all the plans are different and I would recommend that when that if you are going overseas and you really want to make sure that you're covered Mm -hmm. that you go into section 5d of your health plan's brochure, regardless of what health plan it is, and make sure you understand the emergency eva- the emergency air ambulance requirements in that specific health plan, and that is under section 5D, as in dog.
0: Good. That's that's good good information. The other other benefit that comes up during open season for federal employees, not retirees, but for employees. Are the flexible spending account programs for health benefit for, um, I'm sorry, health care and dependent care and even the limited expense FSA for people with a high deductible health plan. Have they announced the new limits yet for next year and the carryover from 2022 into 2023? What's the news on that for open season?
2: Okay, so the FSA FEDS, of course, is the pre-tax reimbursement. And it's only available for, for active employees. That is an IRS benefit, actually. So we need we you need to understand that. So as of May of this year, FSA Feds announced that the maximum contribution would be $2,850 and the carryover would be $570. Now, last week the IRS came out with new amounts. Those amounts are our maximum contribution of Three thousand fifty dollars for your health care flexible spending account, and six hundred and ten dollars for the maximum carryover. Oh. However, good. in looking at the FSA Fed's website, it is still showing twenty-eight fifty and five hundred and seventy. Cool. So officially, what I have to say as a subject matter expert cool. is twenty-eight fifty and and five seventy pending any updates that FSA Feds decides to make, but it's not required. So, you know, so hopefully they will follow the IRS and do that. But I can't say that now. Understand that this is not, while this is an open season activity, it is absolutely an open season activity. Anybody enrolled in it must re-enroll in order to to continue that.
0: And Bob, who are we going to hear from next? I know it's time for a break again.
1: Boy, you're good, Tammy. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Since we were monopolizing the conversation.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, we'll listen to what NITP can do for the listeners. Who do you trust when making your most important decisions? National Institute of Transition Planning has been the trusted source for federal retirement planning, serving new, mid-career, and pre-retirement federal employees for more than 30 years. NITP's subject matter experts bring more than 800 years of collective expertise on federal benefits, financial, transition, and estate planning. Visit NITPinc.com. That's NITPinc.com to sign up for their free monthly newsletter and information about free webinars.
3: Are you at the mid-career stage of your federal career? Or do you plan to retire in the next five years and wonder if you are prepared for retirement? No matter what career stage you are, it's never too early to dot the I's and cross the T's. NITP now offers online open enrollment training to help you understand your federal benefits package and financial planning options with tips and tools to plan and fine-tune your retirement planning goals. Visit NITPINC.com to download the current brochure and calendar
1: all righty welcome back to the final leg of today's show boys my my pen's all out of ink um so what what do we have we have all of about what 17 minutes um right andrew andrew the ever efficient engineer says yes so paula tammy
0: well uh, you're coming to my favorite part of the show and we have paula on and that's our discussion on medicare because a lot of the people i talk to are either approaching medicare age or already yeah, on the Medicare benefit plan, and we do have some news about Medicare that's kind of good in the fact that of everything else going up, Medicare premiums for Part B are actually coming down slightly. But what's behind that, Paul, and how much are they coming
2: down? Sure. So yeah, very exciting and and surprising news in the Medicare arena for 2023. Uh, you know the the the, the color in is increasing 8.7%, which is very exciting. It's the largest in four four decades. The standard, standard Medicare Part B premium decreased from $170 to $164.90. The annual deductible decreased also from 233 to 226. And everybody's wondering, why did this happen? Well, if you remember last year, it raised quite a bit.
0: 14, and one of the percent. reasons
2: that Medicare gave, that Social Security they, um, gave, was the that new Alzheimer's drug, Adelheim, right? Well, they anticipated a huge utilization, meaning a lot of people would use it, and this drug was not cheap. So they actually tacked on an extra what the underwriters called rate action to in anticipation of this new drug, not to mention the COVID and all that stuff. Well, what happened with that drug is that the neuro- it, it had its issues. It's mm-hmm. the best I, I can put it. Neurologists were not prescribing it. So the utilization yeah. was down and they put very, very tight restrictions on this drug, very tight prior authorizations, all of that. Turns out it was lower cost and much lower utilization. Mm-hmm. So, what happened when they met, they decided that they had larger reserves in what they call the Supplementary Medical Insurance Trust Fund. Kind of works like your health plans reserve fund. Mm-hmm. And they decided to give it back, which was very good considering what inflation is right now. Mm-hmm. So, that's, kudos that's to CMS. We'll take it.
0: We'll take it <laughs> we'll however take we it. get the reduction. Absolutely. That's right. Now, another thing that's becoming really big news, I mean, you can't turn the TV on, you can't open up a newspaper without hearing something about Medicare Part C, which we now know is called Medicare Advantage Plans, and the federal health benefit plans are not alone. I mean, they're not out of this picture because a lot of them are offering enhanced benefits to include these Medicare Advantage benefits that we hear so much about. So I know your plan, Paula, the American Foreign Service Benefit Plan is adding this with Aetna as the provider of that Medicare Advantage, if I'm not mistaken. So could you tell us, like, what is the difference between original Medicare versus Medicare Advantage? And what's the difference between having it through your FEHB carrier versus going out to Medicare.gov and suspending your FEHB?
2: Okay. Good question. You got that another I have two hours? 14 minutes. <laughs> okay. Two, so two here we go. You <laughs> okay. So when you have, when you're over age 65 and you have one of the FEHB fee-for-service plans and you have Medicare Part A and Part B, you are virtually 100% covered, depending on what type of provider you go to, whether mm-hmm. it's participating or non-participating. So the Medicare Advantage plans is an enhancement on that. Medicare Part C plans, commercial plans, have been around for a very, very long time. They've gone through a lot of iterations and they're actually pretty good. But in order to have a Medicare, a commercial Medicare Advantage plan, one would suspend your FE, their FEHB plan, not cancel it. It's one of the very few times that OPM allows suspension. Mm-hmm. And it works sort of like a An HMO in that, you know, there's a there's a limited number of physicians and and there's it does not it is not the original Medicare. There are all kinds of different rules, but they're good plans, especially if you're being in the States and you are and you like whatever their their providers. And the formularies for drugs. And that's a very right. important a issue. issue. Mm-hmm. So, what the federal, the FEHB program has done over the last couple of years is they've looked at this and have started with what we call the federal employees' Medicare Advantage plans through a sponsoring health plan. Mm-hmm. There's about six, seven of us now. We are very pleased to offer ours beginning 2023. I kind of held back. Mm -hmm. for a couple of years because I really wanted to make sure that what we offered our members fit our members. Mm -hmm. All of the Medicare Advantage plans that are offered under the FEHB program are very, very good programs. And I say that with full confidence because I know how OPM really does scrutinize and work Mm -hmm. with the plans to make sure that whatever Medicare Advantage plan is offered by the health plan, is at least as good benefits as what is going what is offered by the original health plan. Now, in these Medicare Advantage plans, at least for ours, you it is all voluntary. You can go into it at open season. And it does have some some actually some very good benefits. Okay. You still pay your Part B premium. You then you and then you pay your FEHB plan premium, that's all, which is really very mm-hmm. good. We yeah, take there's take no added the rest. cost
0: of adding yeah. that.
2: And, um, but many of the plans, like for our plans, we are actually offering a $900 Medicare Part B reduction. For is that something that you'll members.
0: mail out or does it come right off of your social security It will security come out of your, check?
2: yeah, it will be added back in to your social security check or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the details you can look on in, in our information that we send and it also pays for routine visits and vision vision vis- visits some of them, big things is silver sneakers right now you know the normal fehb plans that cannot pay for things like gym mem- memberships like silver sneakers but this is different it's a medicare advantage plan and we could include it in there right there's tons of others that we don't uh, of other benefits that we don't really have a whole lot of time for. But I do want to stress a couple of things. If pe- people should look very closely at these Medicare Advantage plans offered by us or any of the other FEHB plans, because it is very different. It is not an, just an add-on to your normal benefits. It is a different health plan entirely. It's voluntary. If you decide in March you don't like it, you can come back to your normal health plan benefits. We do not make you wait until open season. So they do have that comfort level. But if you are happy with how your health plan works now, then you may want to look at staying with it because you get the same benefits. You You do get extra benefits through the Medicare Advantage plan. One of the main things is that the health plans do not run these programs these programs are authorized through centers for medicare and medicaid services through cms so all the customer service and all the rules will run through cms through for our plan the aetna cms services mm-hmm. so these is are there a very number of people can call plans. yeah yes. can people- so,
0: contact them directly they
2: can contact them and our website of course will have tons of information and potential eligible members trust me when i tell you you will get tons of information about this we do have a reputation of being very upfront and transparent and honest and while i i don't want to sound like i'm bad mouthing our own plan because i'm not if i didn't think that this was an important plan we put in, we would not put our name on it But I do want members, regardless of whether you're looking at the Foreign Service plan, Medicare Advantage plan, or some other plans, federal Medicare Advantage plan, to take a really, really close look at them. They will work great for people if it is that type of plan you want. But understand that you can always come back to the regular health plan benefits and not have to wait for open season, which I think is a major plus for these.
0: Yeah, a couple of things I've learned about the enhanced advantage benefits that are added into our federal health plans, such as the one you're adding for 2023, is number one, during open season, let's say that you're already in the Foreign Service Benefit Plan, but you're interested in this enhanced benefit. You don't have to do anything necessarily during open season, but you do have to contact, I I guess it'd be your plan, right, to let you know that, hey, I have Medicare A and B, I'm interested in adding on this enhanced advantage benefit. And that way you'll get them entered into the system, right? You're not you personally.
2: Not us. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And, and the information that we'll be sending and the information on our website, which will be up well before open season, which doesn't begin until November 14th, but there will be a website there and it Mm -hmm. is aetnaretireehealth.com slash FSBP. And there will be phone numbers to call. And that is how you will get more information and Mm -hmm. enroll in the Foreign Service Medicare Advantage plan if that's what you want to do.
0: Right. And the other thing is that will be coming. Right. And if during open season, let's say this sounds interesting and you want to be in that plan, but you're now in a different federal plan, you would still need to enroll in the Foreign Service plan and then do the second step. Uh, of enrolling in the Advantage option, because that's not just part of the open season election, correct?
2: Absolutely. But once again, Tammy, remember we are a close plan. So you would have to be eligible for enrollment in the Foreign Service Benefit Plan as a retiree, Mm -hmm. for one thing, and then you would have Mm -hmm. to take that step. And that
0: second step, that's true of all the FEHB plans that are offering this enhanced benefit. Some of them have had it for a couple of years. Um, Some of them are adding it this year. I know your plan is. NALC is another one adding it for 2023. So take a look at that because it can be an interesting option. However, the other thing I wanted to mention before we run out of time is that if you're affected by IRMA, the income-related monthly adjustment amount on your Medicare Part B premium, you're also going to be affected by IRMA on these Advantage options under Part D because the Advantage plans typically puts you under a part d prescription drug benefit and formulary which can be different than the underlying health plans formulary and price so if you're affected by irma with an additional premium because of your income don't be surprised that you don't find that that additional premium gets tacked on to your drug benefit as well so just a little word of caution
1: tammy what's irma
0: I'll let uh, Paula tell tell us more about Irma.
2: <laughs> Irma is the inc- income-related re- re- um, m- minimum. And that's and, and what happens is um, when Social Security looks at your Medicare Part B premium, the higher income people will pay a higher premium. You notice that I said standard monthly premium for Medicare Part B next year is $164.90. But if you are in a higher income level, for example, if you are an individual, file and and you're you're filing as an individual in your tax, they go back two years. So for your 2023 premium, they're going to look at your 1040 statement, your tax return for 2021, and if you and if your modified adjusted gross income line is say it's 125 thousand dollars. Your Medicare Part B premium is going to be $329.70 per month for 2023. Basically so double. you need to look at, go on the Medicare website or the ssa.gov website and look under Medicare and Medicare premiums for that. Higher income, higher monthly Medicare Part B and Part D premiums.
1: Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're running uh, t- t- tight to the end, right, Andrew? We got two minutes. So, um, final comments.
2: Well, my final comment is: this is your open season. It is a wonderful opportunity to you for you to make sure that you choose the health plan that that will give be- benefits on how you use healthcare. It's one of the great things about the FEHB program. Cami.
1: Do, do you find uh in today's world if you will that you have more people changing than you did say maybe five ten years ago
0: i don't see it I'm i not. don't either no, no I, I, see I people I, are I, very loyal to their plan that yes. they're in but it, it is worth it every year if you do nothing else during open season look at the front cover of your fehb plan brochure where they're going to tell you this is how we change for 2023 Because if Paula didn't tell me, I wouldn't have known about the Medicare Advantage option. That's a wonderful added benefit that people might be interested in. So look at your current plan, use the plan comparison programs. There's one that's on OPM's website at opm.gov under insurance. The checkbook guide for federal health plans comes out every year with their own plan comparison, an easy way to narrow down your choices to the top three or four and compare those specific benefits, your prescriptions, your knee replacement, whatever it is that you have that you're facing for next year, just give it a comparison. And remember, there's open season every single year.
2: Right. And if you have questions, call the health plan. Don't assume. Call whatever health plan you're looking at. And if you have specific questions, like Tammy said, about a specific drug, whatever, or your physical therapy benefits or something like that, call the plan and make sure that you get what you're paying for that can cover you next year. Very good. It's your open Uh, season. Make the most of it.
1: Andrew is telling us uh, we're going to be a closed season in about 10 (laughs) seconds. So, (laughs) Paula, thank you. Tammy, thank you. Um, Let's do it again next year.
2: Okay, you're on. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to For Your Benefit, presented by NITP and sponsored by WEFA Please tune in next Monday at 10 a.m. for a topic solely devoted to you, the federal employee. This show can also be heard on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search For Your Benefit. Thanks for listening.